Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. You know, when I was a kid, I was a huge Chicago Bulls fan. And in the 90s, they just dominated. And it is an honor today to introduce to you someone who is a five-time NBA champion, two-time NBA All-Star, led the league in rebounds four different times, is a NBA Hall of Famer, and also a New York Times best-selling author, and was just honored to get a chance to be talking here today with none other than the one and only Mr. Dennis Rodman. Dennis, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So, you know, Dennis, we are interviewing people and talking about building their personal brands and what does it take to build a reputation and become a person that is sort of of notoriety and you know someone that garners a lot of attention and my first question is what definition of reputation is and you know what kind of philosophies do you have or have you had about creating a reputation honestly <laughs> i never really thought about that when I was doing my thing in the mid-90s, I really much wasn't thinking about any type of uh, reputation or creativity and nothing like that. I was just, just going with the flow. For me, it was more to get out of uh, being, you know, I always caught up in the, you know, I was more as a follower. And uh, once the Detroit started to have this somewhat indifference with the team, we started to break up. All of a sudden, now I started to rebel. And started to like run as my own self as far as like, you know, I thought it was a family oriented team. I thought it was a family environment. And all of a sudden I started to rebel and I started to lash out a lot of things. And I've never done that before because I'm always one of the guys that's go with the flow, have a good time. Here it is. Whatever you guys want to do now, I'm with it. But then once I went to San Antonio, things just changed completely. I don't know what it was. It's just the fact that I just went to San Antonio and for some other reason, somebody just told me to go to a mall and dyed my hair and changed my whole appearance and my whole attitude. Thanks from that point on, as far as like uh, reputation, I didn't really care at the time. I was just pretty much just doing dentist now because I was so used to being following people and their leads instead of trying to be an individual myself. And then once I got to San Antonio, I said, okay, I'm by myself now. Okay, great. Let's start doing something for dentist and try mm. to make him happy for once. Then all of a sudden I got my hair dyed. I went to go see a movie called Demolition Man, which I didn't know that movie was all about. Yeah. Like down his hair. Down his hair. I didn't even know anything about that until I saw the movie. I said, Oh my God, my hair is just like that. 
You know, so I was like, wow, okay, great. Man, after that, it seemed like when I went to San Antonio to the first appreciation day, and it was like 25,000, 30,000 people at Alamo Dome. And I think I said something like this. He said, Dennis, you want to say something to the people at San Antonio? I said, yeah, let me say something. And I said, you know, I don't care if you guys like me or hate I'm here to win. So take this and, you know, what da 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 And all of a sudden, I took my hat off, and everything started to explode from that point on. That's what things uh-huh. started to happen for me. Then all of a sudden, creatively, things started to happen for me all at once. Just boom. So did you, like, in terms of, like, dyeing your hair and the piercings and, you know, sort of like, because on the court, you just always dominated. I mean, your entire career, you were shorter than most of the guys, but you consistently just outworked, out-hustled. Clearly, you had a knack for being able to determine where the ball was going to bounce before it got there. But off the court, kind of the, you know, the things that make Dennis Rodman Dennis Rodman, did you do those intentionally? Like, was that a specific motive to sort of attract attention and build a brand? Or did that just kind of happen organically because you got upset that, you know, there wasn't such a family culture and so you just started doing whatever you felt like doing? Yeah, it was just funny, though, people asking that question all the time. So did you just come up with this? Do you plan this every time you go out to a restaurant, to a club, to a bar, you know, anywhere in the world? Do you plan this? I said, no. I said, all of a sudden now, things start to come in my head. I said, wait a minute, what am I doing that's making people so attractive to me? And I didn't really know what I was really doing until people started to, like, until I went to Chicago. And all of a sudden, it started to hit me. I said, wait a minute, what's going on? You know, all of a sudden now, I'm not Michael Jordan. I'm not Magic Johnson. I'm not Larry Bird. I'm not all the stars in the NBA. I'm a defensive player, a rebounder, but I'm getting more attention than anybody in the NBA. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying, okay, great. All of a sudden, I started to realize, wait a minute. I guess this because I'm different than all the other players. I got tattoos. I got different colored hair. I got piercings. I just do what the hell I want to do. And I just create like that. And people just attract to me. And plus, ass up on the court. They love that, you know, to do what you want to do on the court and then do what you have to do off the court. And people didn't, then I think the people in the NBA never knew how to handle a guy like me because when I did my work on the court, it was the off the court things that they couldn't understand. Well, how am I doing this and creating this own brand about Dennis Rodman? I didn't need Nike. I didn't need Adidas. I didn't need Puma. I didn't need Converse. I didn't need anybody. I was just doing this by myself. And people say, how did you create this? I said, I'm probably the only athlete probably in the history of sports didn't never had anyone to help me build a brand. I just did it myself just out the blue. And it just caught on you know, around the league. And all of a sudden you start seeing people getting tattoos, piercing, uh-huh. cutting their hair and trying to be different. And I didn't know that I started, I was a trend to that. And all of a sudden now you see it today, it's like everyone in the world even kids at 12, 13 years old is doing the same thing I was doing 20 years ago. You know, it's like, wow, okay, great. It's not even phenomenon anymore. It's just like, it's just like, we'll say, everyday occurrence now. And then when you go to the hospital, you see doctors got tattoos, you know, sleeves and stuff like that. You go, you see policemen, they got tattoos. You know, you see a judge, they got tattoos. It's like, everything's just, it's acceptable <laughs> now. Everything is just so acceptable now as far as this culture, today's world, because it's such a G, it's such a G world now. And all the young kids now are really taking over as far as the social media, the Instagram. And it's so hard to try to build a brand today because it's like you have to be on top, on top, on top, on top to try to sit there and try to beat the other guy. Because if you don't beat the other guy, you're a day short and a day late. 
<laughs> so basically, you you basically just spinning your wheels now because if you ain't thought of it, someone's already thought of it. You know, so you got to think of something that's so simple that no one's ever thought about, it, but it's right in front of your face that's going to make a trend and a statement. And that's the key today. If you find something that's so simple that it's such a catch, it's going to catch for a long time. That's why I said that that's a brand today for people. But everyone's trying to be the same identical thing with each other. And for some reason, there's nothing new out there in the world anymore. And so do you think it would have worked if you weren't as good on the court? Or do you think, you know, because it's one thing to just say, hey, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get attention and be different from everybody else. But, like, do you think it just matters to be different? Or does it also matter that, hey, you have to be amazing at what you do, which is what you are doing, and then also you have this other sort of differentiating piece? Or do you think it's just really about being different? Well, I just think the fact that I think now these days, for me, I think the platform for me being with San Antonio and Chicago, especially Chicago, I think that was a big platform for me to launch what I was doing, which I don't know what I was doing then. I was just playing basketball and winning championships. The things off the court, it was just my pleasure just to do it. I like doing it. You know, I love being dressed up in drag. I love going to gay bars. I love hanging out with my gay community. I love all that. I love that. It wasn't about money. That was just about me being happy and, and having a good time and living life. But I think today's world, people have to understand that when you're in the sports world or you're in some type of entertainment format, you have to have some type of platform to launch anything today. I think you agree with that. You got to have some type of platform to at least have people notice you or notice what you're doing. Or you have a good Instagram follow or a social media following so people can see what you're actually doing. You just sit there and catch their eyes. Okay, great. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do this with you and stuff like that. But it's so difficult because, like I said earlier, everyone is doing the same thing. Who are you going to actually trust? Who actually think it's going to be relevant? And who actually is going to be in the now and forevermore? And that's the key now of branding because, you know, you can brand today and tomorrow you'll be a different story. Okay, great. It's like, you know, you want to be an actress in Hollywood. They get the youngest actress today. And all of a sudden, if a young actress comes next week, you're a has-been. <laughs> you're a has-been. You're done, pretty much. You got this other person, okay, great. Just like in music, same thing in music. Just like in sports, too. If you get injured, a serious injury that's behind you, that's taking your place, now all of a sudden, now you got to try to come back and try to do something different, try to outdo him. So that branding thing is very difficult when people don't understand how to do it and to be smart about it. Is the strategy that you kind of deployed, like, was it just to be different, or do you feel like it was more of just being who you already were and letting that out and not giving a crap? Or, you know, was it more of a kind of a conscious choice to figure that out? For me to be different, I wasn't trying to be different. I was just trying to just be to show the people that I was actually doing things that I, I like doing for myself. I think people start to catch that. People start to embrace that. They knew I wasn't trying to do to try to get attention. No, I wasn't trying to get attention. I was just doing it because I loved doing it. And people accepted that. And plus, on top of it, there's the fact that they love the fact that I can play basketball very well. I love to win. I love to do what I love to do best. I play basketball mm-hmm. and have fun on the side. So people accepted that. They knew the fact that I wasn't like just in for the money. Everyone knew I was in for the money. I was just in because I love doing what I love to do. I love making people happy. But as far as me branding myself, I've always branded myself in life. And uh, it don't hurt for me to brand myself again. And right now, I'm in the process of doing something really cool right now. And people love to see me do a lot of cool things. They say, okay, great. 
for 15 year old guys that really don't do really commercials or do anything in O'Leary, I mean, like most people today do. I've kept myself so relevant over the years. That's what branding is all about. Keep yourself relevant as far as what you want to do in this branding, in this branding game. And the one thing I do have a lot of guys of my age and my sport, the fact that I got young kids around the world, dude, that's 10, 12, 13 years old, come up to me and say, oh, Mr. Robin, can I have a picture? And you see people at these autograph shows and guys have been in the league and they've top the league and are legendary. A lot of kids don't even know who these people are. And I just look at myself and say, wait a minute, I've built something that a lot of these guys have never built on his own. You know, and I'm like, I see these young kids and older people and say, wow, my kids would love to have your autograph, love to have your picture. And I'm like, wow, I actually did something in this life, in my lifetime. <laughs> so okay, great. And I'm still doing it. I'm just very appreciative of that. And, you know, I'm still motivating myself to do creative stuff now. People just have, haven't seen anything yet because I got a couple more tricks up my sleeve right now. Do you care what other people think or not really? Well, you know what? It's a catch-22 right there. You know, I care about what people think, but I don't really care that much that I'm going to lose sleep about. I just think the uh -huh. fact that, you know, with the social media and Instagram, it is so difficult to try to be incognito in the world today. And I care what people sit there and write about me and say, okay, you know what, man? You know, they'll sit there and blame you for certain things that they don't even really actually know what's going on. And then they'll keep writing about it. They keep talking about it. They keep talking about it. And that's what my image is for. It's like being a bad boy with Detroit Pistons pops into place. You know, it's like, well, great. Well, Dennis Robert, he always does bad things. He does this, he does that, which I don't think I've done anything bad in my life. It was like, I don't know. <laughs> I try to think, what have I done that's so bad in my life that's, that made people think that what well, I Well, you, like, you did elbow a couple referees. I mean, you did a few of those things. I just think that, you know what, as far as branding, I think a lot of guys have took a lot of things away from me. As far as if you see people that two years ago was getting tattoos, you could tell their attitude, the way they were thinking, the way they was acting, the way they was promoting themselves. They thought that the fact that they got tattoos, they got different hair, they got piercings, they do this, they can say anything they want. And today's world, you pretty much can do that. And I was doing that 20 years ago when you couldn't say things like that or do things like that. That was not a yeah. simple back then. And I was doing yeah. that back then. I just like, okay, you, wait, I just kept doing it. And the one thing about it, the, the league and the people in the world started to say, wait a minute, we accept that because he's actually good at basketball. And the fact that he ain't hurt nobody. And the fact that we actually like it because it's entertaining. <laughs> it's entertaining. Okay, great. And then all of a sudden now, people today, it's like, it's not that entertaining anymore because everyone's done it. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's, doing, everybody's on the same boat. Everybody's doing the same format. It's like, there's nothing different on Instagram with these athletes or any stars. They're doing the same thing. There's nothing really new about that. You know, it's more like showing your life and your world to people around the world. And all of a sudden now, okay, what's next? That's the big key. What's next after Instagram, after social media? What's next? For someone to sit there and propel themselves when they still have to have the superstardom and all the accolades in the world, what's next that's going to put your brand over the top? What's next? Mm -hmm. That's the key. And did you always view your role as both an athlete and an entertainer? Like, was that something that you kind of thought, like, I'm not just an athlete, I'm also an entertainer? That's a part of my job. Well, I never thought about that because I was so involved with so much at the time. I was playing basketball, I was doing movies, I was wrestling, I was writing books, I was doing this. I was doing so much year-round 
for 10, 11 years, 12 years. I was just doing so much yoga. I would have never knew an athlete can do that all at once. <laughs> all at once and just keep yeah. doing it and, and still perform at the highest level. At the highest level after doing all this stuff like that. But now you said athletes today, like I said, I did that years ago. Now they're doing it today at the highest level. I said, I wish I did have Instagram back then or social media back then. Boy, I tell you one thing, brother, I'd be a billionaire. I'll be a billionaire right now, dude. Seriously, I'm like, wow. You know, oh, that's that great. But I think that people haven't gave up on me yet because I think they have another, some more stuff to, to offer to the world. Hopefully, have another book coming out. Got the 30th story coming out. I think people going to see a lot of things about Dennis Farmer that, that was very creative, very enjoyable. And I think the fact that they're going to see why I've been relevant for over 20 years at the basketball. And I think that, you know, I still got some brand in love, brother. You know, so don't count me out yet, baby. I'm still living, still feeding, well, baby. I'm really interested in that. I know we got to wrap up. I, you know, I think it's fascinating because I think you're right. I mean, the tattoos and yeah. the hair and all that, the piercings was so remarkable it was worth remarking about it was nobody else was doing it but now other people do that so because it's so mainstream do you think if you were doing it like if you were playing in the league like if you're in the nba today you think you would be doing something different you'd be trying to figure out some other way to stand out because tattoos and piercings and all that and colored hair is no longer you know unique you know what, brother? I tell you one thing. I wish I was playing today. I swear to God, dude. I like wow. I asked my son. I said, "Hey, uh, DJ, you mind training bodies with me?" <laughs> Jesus Christ! But I would have a ball right now. Have a ball. I'd be so entertaining, man. It's as for as hyperness. As for as me, dude, I'd be so creative. Do a lot of cool things right now. And as far as like sitting and have the one on and one off thing today, like most people do, they'll do something really cool. And the next thing you know, I can try to find out how to do something different the next day. No, I'm going to do something that day. It's going to last for like a month or two. You know, it's going to last. I ain't going to have to do something every day to sit there, let people see what I'm doing every day. To sit there, to keep their eyes attracted on me. No, I'm going to let you see something that's going to last for a while. Okay, so basically, because you have a big format, a big platform today. And this is like just worldwide now. So, that's, you know, I just wish I was in the same age where I was playing and having the opportunity to do what these young kids do in a day. But you know what, brother? I, don't count me out. I told you earlier, don't count me out. I will be back there, brother. In the next couple of weeks, watch Dennis Robin come back. Then call me the rebound king for no reason, baby. <laughs> uh, is there anything, last little question here, Dennis, like, you know, of course, you and I met through Darren Prince, you know, who's another one of our clients, but I know someone who's a close friend and supportive of yours also, so your agent for appearances and things. Is there anything you can give us a clue in on in terms of what's coming in the future for Dennis Rodman's personal brand and what we should be on the lookout for? Well, I just think you're on the lookout for, you know, I got some things in the works right now as far as like some new clothing stuff, like some shoes that's coming out. I just got some new things that's going to be on TV. I got the uh, 30 for 30, the new books coming out. It's all about sports athletes in general, as far as like inside sports world within the Shrodman. Well, I'm probably going back to North Korea. Everyone knows that. So uh, I got the opportunity and the rights to write a book about Kim Jong-un and Dennis Shrodman. I got the right to do that. So uh, people don't understand why I was doing what I was doing. You never know, brother. 
I came with a concept of the fact that how would people feel about me if I asked Kim Jong-un if he would marry me if I got married in North Korea in front of 150,000 people in his stadium? How about that one? Take that to the bank. <laughs> take, uh, take that to the bank. Say, really? You gonna actually do that, Dennis? <laughs> okay. But I'm saying, you know, this sports branding, it's very easy to brand something. Then Darius is doing a very good job what he's doing. He's doing very well. I guess he's got 10 years, 11 years sober now. Very proud of the guy. You know, his book called Aiming High, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. He's aiming high. I mean, guess what? He's really animated about that. He's really helping a lot of people around the world. I'm very proud of him for doing that. And I'm glad you guys are working with him. We've been friends for like 22 years, 23 years. We have a great team, man. I'm glad to have Darren in my life, his family, and everybody, Bo, you know, all the guys, man. So thank you for having me on your show. All right. Well, thank you, Dennis, for keeping us on our toes. I can only imagine to see what the Rebound King will do next with his personal brand and keeping it interesting. Appreciate it, my friend. All right, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 